Welcome to another session with the Market Dominance Guys, a program about the innovators, idealists, and entrepreneurs who thrive and die in the high-stakes world of building a startup company. We explore the cookbooks, guidebooks, and magic beans needed to grow your business. So let's get going. Connect and Sell, welcome to the end of dialing as you know it. Connect and Sell allows your sales reps to talk to more decision makers in 90 minutes than they would in a week or more of conventional dialing. Your reps can finally be 100% focused on selling since all of their CRM data entry and follow-up scheduling is fully automated within Connect and Sell's powerful platform. Your team's effectiveness will skyrocket by using Connect and Sell's teleprompter capability as they'll know exactly what to say during critical conversations. So come on, give your fingers a rest with Connect and Sell. Visit connectandsell.com. What do you need to believe when you ask someone for 15 minutes of their time in a discovery call? What's the underlying emotional and rational DNA of true belief that is pulsing through your brain? And even beyond this, I think it would be helpful to remind our listeners about our mission here at the Market Dominance Guys. What's the real reason all these nuances and steps and tactics of market dominance even matter? Because after all, if we don't get past the discovery step consistently, we can never really dominate our market. So all these steps are not necessarily put in place for the salesperson themselves to be successful, although that is a great byproduct. The real underlying purpose of all of these techniques and all of these tips and all of these interviews is to provide an alternative or an adjunct to the traditional funding, mergers, and acquisitions as a way of executing your corporate strategy. That's the actual purpose. And as my esteemed and candid co-host Chris Beal is very fond of saying, you can go sell any damn way that you want if you don't want to dominate markets. Why? Because no one will care. And in this episode, I poke Chris into a controlled burn on the mathematics and the reasoning and the basic economics of how to dominate your market and why it matters even more today in today's booming economy. This is No Tourists Allowed. Are you serious about reaching the top of your market? Exactly. And that's why the belief for the rep, when I'll go back to what do you need to believe when you are asking somebody for 15 minutes of their time? At the very top of the funnel, what do you need to believe? That first conversation, not the discovery conversation, but the first one. And I'll go through the words one by one. I'll do the Jerry Seinfeld. These words did not come easily. You need to believe in the potential value of the meeting that you're offering not certain value, but potential value of the meeting you're offering for this human being you're speaking with, not their company. In the downside case where you're never going to do business together, with never being a very important word. So there's, in the case where after the fact you learn that there's no hope that you're ever gonna do any business with this person, you are still convinced that there's potential value that they will receive from this discovery meeting. And the reason there's potential value is there's always potential value in self-discovery around your own problems. Mm -hmm. 
understanding your own situation better by explaining it to someone else, which no one has ever asked them to do. Their boss has never asked them to do it. Their peers have never asked them to do it. In the political environment they find themselves in, it's dangerous to do it. Yes. It's why confession works. Why do you go confess to the priest instead of your mom and dad? Mm-hmm. It's dead obvious, right? Yes, yes. The sanctity, the sanctity of the confessional. That's it's right. built that way for a reason. Yes. And we import that into sales and allow that process, which is an age-old process, the best-tested process in human communication among, yeah. str- among strangers, right? It doesn't matter who the priest is. It doesn't. You don't have to have a personal relationship with that person. Yeah. That's sales reps start these conversations with, uh, so um, have you been sleeping around? Have you been stealing anything lately? And have you thought about killing anybody? Exactly. Um, you know, do you suffer from these three issues? <laughs> exactly. You know, without any empathy, uh, without any uh, trust built up, uh, it's like, I'm not going to, conf- I don't know you. Uh, you I know, don't, I just don't know you. Know. Yeah, what are you going to do with this information? Well, I'm going to trap you into giving me your money. I that's mean, right. that's the standard sales call. I'm going to yeah. ask you questions and I'm going to trap you into giving you me your money in exchange for something that, since I'm trapping you, it must be of lower value than what you're paying. You just don't know what it is. So this is a, a, again, I'm going to go all the way back. The purpose of all of this is not for the salesperson to be successful. The purpose of all of this is to provide an alternative or an adjunct to mergers and acquisitions as a way of executing corporate strategy. That's actually the purpose of all this. You can go sell any damn way you want if you don't want to dominate markets. But if you want to dominate markets, you have to have a repeatable means of having a conversation with somebody in which they confess. And you can determine from the nature of that confession and then their response to your three offerings, your three dimensions of offering, your economic dimension, your emotional dimension, and your strategic dimension. You can interpret their resonance with one of those and determine should we take a next step. If we don't get past the discovery step to the next step, we could never dominate the market. So we have to have a reliable foundation. A reliable foundation is people have problems. We know what kinds of problems they have. They have one problem. They're frustrated with the fact that for something that's important in their life, for their professional life, they don't have the time, the resources, or the support to accomplish that at the level that they believe inside themselves it should be accomplished. That's a universal. It's the universal as universal as sin. You don't have to worry as a, as a priest, and a, as, a, as a confessor. Do you ever have to worry that a person without sin just walked into your confessional? <laughs> Is that like a concern? That's, that's, that's great observation. That's, that's fantastic. It's an impossibility, right? So the, the priest has a, the confessor has a super reliable foundation. And all they have to do is kind of help it come out. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And you can so, tell any model wants to if you don't want to dominate your market. So if you want to be a sales tourist, if your company wants to be, uh, they're just happy to get a participation trophy. Yes. To start something in this world. Hey, I have a uh, connect and sell more. That's my product. And um, I was able to replicate 90% of what you do. And I just call it connect and sell more. Um, Instead of seven minute abs, it's, it's, you know, six minute abs. (laughs) Right. 
But if uh, if I butchered this with terrible discovery calls, lack of empathy, lack of tracking my market, lack of understanding, I need 6,000 people in the market, I need 6,000 discovery calls to get there, then I'm just happy just to get the ribbon. And that's fine. But don't try to kind of commingle your intent that you're truly out to sell your shareholders and your investors that you're out for market dominance when you don't want to invest in any of the science uh, behind this. Exactly. And the, the issue is without market dominance, you're in existential peril. Yes. All non-dominant companies go out of yeah. business. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not it's not like some of them don't, you know, go out of business. All non-dominant companies that fail to dominate at least one market go out of business. It's the most predictable thing in business. The reason for business failure, for all the books that have been written about it, the reason for business failure is fundamentally this, you fail to dominate one market. It's very hard to kill a business that dominates any one market, however small. They might have to shrink their overhead to fit within the revenue that that market and the, pro- the gross profit that that market provides. Yep. But it's very hard to dislodge a dominant, a dominant player. Secular forces can take you out. That is, that market could vanish. It could evaporate. So you want to have a portfolio of markets over time in order to protect yourself from secular forces. That's right. why you that's why you dominate multiple markets. That's why the ultimate business strategy is to dominate one market and use it as a stepping stone to dominate another. And preferably the other one is in a different state of market development with regard to whatever technology, regulation, forces of history, some secular stuff you can't control. And your portfolio is built by having multiple markets at different stages of development from which you cannot be dislodged. If you fail to do that, you will always go out of business. You just don't know when. Mm-hmm. So what's so odd about this, uh, this sort of approach to business is it's actually an insurance policy. The first market you dominate is a policy that grants you immortality for the lifetime of that market. And immortality gives you freedom to execute, and the freedom to execute allows you to go dominate another market. You have only two ways of doing it. One, buy companies that already dominate that market or aggregate enough of the market through acquisition that you get there. You get to 50% plus one. That's one way to do it. It's traditional. It's hard to execute nowadays because the private equity guys have figured out with a world awash in cash, which is the world is now just awash in cash. And that's primarily because of the de facto redistribution of income toward the top of the income pyramid. So now there are folks with lots and lots of money, a small number of people own most of the money in the world, and they've got to put that money to work. And where do they put it to work? Well, they have you know people who work for them. They're called private equity firms. And what do they do? Well, they invest that money in companies. So what does that do? Well, supply and demand says that drives up the price of the companies you would have to buy in order to dominate markets as a corporate. So now that it's gotten so damned expensive to execute corporate strategy, this other strategy, which seems unreliable and scary, called organic growth. But it's not really growth. It's organic market identification and penetration and capture where you dominate a market that you, you take from a notion to a list. You say, here's a notion. I'm going to make a list, and now I've got to go dominate that market. I need 50% plus one of them. If I do that, I'm granted immortality. If I don't do it, I've got to play against the private equity guys, and they have more money than me. 
no matter who I am, unless I'm Microsoft, they have more money than me. The reason that I'm doing this whole thing that I'm doing, which I could be sailing in Puget Sound right now, right? I actually could be. But the reason it turns out, but the reason I'm doing this, and that we're doing this at Connect and Sell, this is what Sean and and I deeply believe, is that the entire economy has changed in a fundamental way that has very little to do with what everybody talks about, which is, oh, there's all this information and people can blah, 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 all that stuff. We, we don't see any of that as relevant. The thing we see as relevant is a, this tectonic shift in the nature of market acquisition that's occurred over the last 25 years. And combined with the the attenuation of the ability to get a hold of somebody and have a trust conversation. So you have this massive shift of how money works, it's huge. And then you have this compression of how trust can be built by more than 95%. So you now can build only 5% of the trust in the world that needs about 10 times as much because of the way the money is moved. Because you can buy a company without trust, but you can't get into a market without trust. So there's this new situation where the, the, there's factors and you know, forces at play that are multiplicative, by the way. That is, if I need 10 times as much sales power in order to take a market as I used to, and my ability to take step one, which is trust, is, is reduced by a factor of 20, then I have 200 times bigger problem. Yes. For survival, because yes. without dominance, I don't survive. So I have a 200 times bigger problem. So Connect and Sell comes along and says, I'll take 15 to 20 of those off the table for you. Yes. I'll take that down. But now you still have got this 10x problem or 15x problem. And it turns out that's all in mathematically the conversations at the very top of the funnel, immediately followed by a new problem as soon as you solve that, which is discovery. If you yes. solve both of those, Unless your product is junk, unless you insist on not listening to your market and adapting your product to it or vice versa, you will dominate a market. If you're overambitious, you go for too big a market, you might run out of money before you pull it off. You're talking about the human element is so much bigger in what we're talking about here than the average you know, go to market strategy. The average go to market strategy you'd see from a typical PE firm or, or newly seeded uh, company from a VC firm is to, as we talked about in the first call, right? Get some technology and hire some sales reps and then, and then go. Um, and you're talking about that uh, technology does a great job at bringing in leads and connect and sales case. Technology does a fantastic job of expediting um, the people that you need to talk to but the skill of discovery and then therefore closing is still 100% human. And that typical, and if I use tech, uh, PowerPoint, Skype, you know, Zoom, whatever, it gets in the way of someone, gets in the way of connecting. So in essence, technology sometimes moves everything backwards because we don't know how to sell anyone anymore. And, you know, right. I mean, people, people are drowning in leads. Think about this, right? You have, let's say I had best of breed and all these products. Let's say I had an unlimited budget for connected cell and seamless and, and uh, sales loft and you name it. And, but people are 
drowning in leaves, but they're sitting on a glacier and they're dying of thirst. Yes, exactly. They're, they're literally standing on water, and, but people can't convert these leads because they don't know the human part. And, and getting the commitment from someone, what I hear you saying, Chris, getting the commitment, the trust from someone in a competitive environment, that's on you. That's not on your tech. That's not on your, on your pricing. That's all on you to be able to make this connection. Yeah. And that, and, and PE firms, it seems like they would, that would be difficult for them to grasp because they don't want the human component, right? They've worked in technology for the last 20 years almost to, to get rid of the human component because there's too many variables involved. That's what they think. They think it's idiosyncratic and it's not. You know, the, <clears throat> think about, we'll go back to the analogy of the Catholic church. <clears throat> the church was built not with buildings. It's built with practices. And these practices or traditions are highly reliable, very refined. So there's the tradition of the mass. Mm -hmm. That's the, the marketing element. We're all together. There's, there's, a, there's something magical that happens when a bunch of people are together and they're experiencing something that it's uplifting at the same time that operates in a multi-dimensional, multimodal, multi-sensory kind of way. So there's the tradition of the confession. That's a, a reliable tradition. These things are human. They're very, very human. They don't rely on very many of the, ex, the external trappings. But they're 100% reliable. And market dominance was achieved. It's, it was a, it's a dominant play. So it's kind of funny that the PE guys, by and large, don't understand that there are old models that are very reliable. Because you always want old, reliable models when you come to human beings. You don't want to be inventing new models because you don't really know if they're going to work. Mm -hmm. So you want these old, reliable models. So here's an old, reliable model that basically says, here's how you take over a market. You have trust-based conversations over and over and over and over and over and over and over. People become reliant on them in order to get through their next period of time because, you know, they got these issues inside, right? It's completely Not reliable. But trust-based conversations. Trust and they would say, wait, wait, wait. I heard Chris Beal say conversations. Oh, oh, that's great. Then I could have got all kinds of technology to, 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 to fill in conversations. You're like, no, 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 no hang on trust-based conversations. And now I've got to go to the most challenging of them, which is the first seven seconds of the first conversation when I'm an invisible stranger. And therefore I have induced fear. I have no, this, this is the, the hardest part in a way of all of this conceptually is that the only thing that can work, the only event that can work a process that can work to build trust is one that exchanges hundreds of thousands of bits between two people. So I can't do that with email at 5,000 bits. I can't do it with social at 250 bits. I can't do it with advertising because that's attenuated over everybody who sees it. I can't trust an ad enough to simply buy a product or take a meeting. I need a lot of information before I trust it. Right now in a video call, we're exchanging millions of bits a second. My, my brain is taking in millions of bits per second. Every nuance of your facial expression, of every when do you nod, when do you blink, does your shoulder go up or down, 
all of that stuff is coming into me, right? And vice right. versa. That's right. That's a huge amount of information. And once we get over this trust barrier, we relax and that information is less processed unless there's something that's odd. And we yeah. are always on the lookout for the odd. And then when we hear it, if we have a trust relationship or we see it, we comment on it. Hey, do you need a minute? Something like that, right? Yeah. Looking so, at my watch. Yeah, exactly. So you have this this problem and the problem is we need trust it takes a huge amount of information information moves in time right that's bit rates this is shannon's information theory right? this is this is real bits here this is not like some airy fairy thing this is bits it takes about six hundred thousand bits to be exchanged between two people before we begin to trust each other six hundred thousand six hundred thousand we can get partway there and get just the first inkling of trust. That is, we cannot blow it in about 140, 150,000 bits. That's seven seconds of conversation. Conversations operate at about 20,000 bits a second. That's the sampling rate that we use on, on uh, audio where we want to have sufficient fidelity that we can hear in somebody's voice the truth about their intentions. So we have this funny problem. We've got to get those 600,000 bits across and we've got to do it in a way that's reliable. So on what can we rely? The equivalent of sin. There's one universal, you're afraid of me. Today's show is also brought to you by UncommonPro.com. Selling a big idea to a skeptical customer or investor is one of the hardest jobs in business. So when it's really time to go big, you need an uncommon methodology to convince others that your ideas will truly change their world. Through a modern and innovative sales and scripting tool set, we offer a guiding hand to ambitious leaders in their quest to reach market dominance. It's time to get uncommon with UncommonPro.com. Never miss an episode. Go to any of your favorite podcast venues and search for Market Dominance Guys or go to marketdominanceguys.com and subscribe. Subscribe.